This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles, on the Rockstar Radio Network. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we are going to be talking about a variety of things, but really focusing on two major things today. One is what's going to happen. We're going to have our magic ball out to look forward to what's going on in publishing today. And to assist me in that is none other than Penny Sansevieri, who is really the author of, of one of my favorite books, which is called Red Hot Internet Publicity. And she's got a brand new one out called Get Publishing Today. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And then in the second part of our hour, Brian Judd, who is a master marketer of really specialty areas, way beyond the bookstore, really niche marketing. So we have a terrific show lined up for you. We do have the ability to call in and chat with us, and you can also listen to us on our on the website, on the rockstarnetwork.com forward slash um, shows, forward slash your guide to book publishing. So with that, I'd like to bring on Penny. Welcome, Penny. Hi. Thank you, Judith, for inviting me to be on the show. You, you're our first guest. You get to be a virgin today. Yay. <laughs> I, could make, I could make a comment, but that would turn this into a whole different show, Judith. Oh, God. It was like too risque, too soon in the game. Maybe I'm going to get myself into trouble here quickly. But, <laughs> Penny, we have a, you know, we have a, always a short time because these go so fast. I know that you're a very experienced guest because you've been probably on as many radio and TV shows as I've had. And I really wanted to jump in to what's happening. I know in the news today there was a blurb that Barnes & Noble is thinking about selling, uh, spinning off the Nook arm. Um, they also are now talking about selling their publishing arm. So kind of what does that mean? And also, where are we going with this whole um, the whole publishing arena? I mean, traditional publishing has been flipped on top of his head. We had the announcement that James Franco signed with Amazon for a half a million dollar advance today. I mean, there's a lot happening. Yeah, there is a lot happening. And a lot of it is just, I think, you know, publishing. I, I, I remember years ago, I, I met with a publishing executive who said to me, we really don't want to have happen to us what happened to the music industry, um, you know, when they were all sort of Napstered and music was free share and, you know, in the days before iTunes. And ironically, that's actually exactly what's happened. Um, I think that, you know, they were, they were, they were later than they should have been to the tsunami, the ebook tsunami wave. Um, there are a lot of things that they that they're really sort of in recovery mode with now. But here is I, I, I'm not surprised that Barnes and Noble is looking to get rid of Sterling. I think Sterling is a fantastic imprint. We've worked with their books, really, really quality stuff. But I got to tell you, I think you're going to start to see a lot of these publishing companies merging. 
You know, already um, companies like Simon & Schuster have 27 different imprints. Many of them were pulled in smaller publishers, you know, that were pulled in under their, their, their roof, so to speak. You're going to start to see a lot more of that because I'll tell you the power is in the hands of the self-published author, the small press, the boutique, you know, the boutique publisher who can really control, um, you know, who can, who can help to control what's going on on a day-to-day basis. I mean, we all know that New York Publishing, and I have a lot of friends that work in New York Publishing, and they're bright and brilliant people, but unfortunately the wheels turn pretty slowly. Um, so I think you're going to start to see a lot of merging. I actually think, and this is really interesting because we did a, I was on another show about a month ago and we were talking about predictions. And I said, you know, I think you're going to start to see a lot of really short books because I, I think we're in, we're in, we're, you know, we're the Twitter nation. We don't have the bandwidth for two and 300 uh, page books as much as we used to. And some people, you know, lovers of historic fiction, of course, they, they, they debated this, but I'm talking specifically now about uh, nonfiction. And mm-hmm. true enough, I have five books that were sent to me, um, links from, you know, not major publishing houses, but links to books that had, you know, some pretty major exposure that were 27 and 40 pages long. So I think we're gonna. I think bandwidth is really shrinking. I think that we want what we want. It's sort of like when was the last time that you bought an entire CD? You bought a piece of the CD that you wanted. So you buy the chapter of the book that you want. Books are going to start to get smaller, but they're not going to be just. Listen, we're just selling chapters. We're selling entire books. I think you're going to start to see. Um, I think you're going to start to see a lot more of that. Um, I mean, Judith, would you agree? Yeah. So for our first prediction is it's the year of shrinkage. It is the, it's the year of shrinkage. I mean, just, you know, all, yeah, you know, all across the board. And it's not necessarily really a bad thing. I mean, I think that people say, gosh, you know, is traditional publishing, is corporate publishing going to survive? Of course it's going to survive. It's survived for years. You know, the, the comparison, the ebook comparison is often, um, the comparison is often drawn between when paperback books first came, you know, came onto the scene, and none of the publishers thought that paperbacks really had a future. Who wants to read a paperback book? Everyone wants to read in hardcover. And now, you know, paperbacks and hardcover, they, they peacefully coexist, shall we say. I think the same thing will happen, you know, with ebooks. I mean, publishing in general is just trying to find a way and reinvent itself. And I will tell you what the, 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 the change maker is in the industry, and that's Amazon.com. Of course, and Amazon, the, yeah, yeah, the, Amazon. It's not even a gorilla in the sky. It is the sky. It is. It is the sky. And um, a good friend of mine who is running um, the Amazon, Larry. All right, we have a little technical hiccup. Penny has um, got disconnected, so we're going to come back to her. We're trying to figure out, could everyone hear us, or did we all just go into la-la land? But what Penny is talking about in the shrinkage, it it is happening, but I just do want to throw this out. If you have a 200-page book, please don't panic. If your book is in the works and it needs 300 pages, don't panic. What's really important when you do that is that your layout looks appropriate and that your reader is visually engaged as well as with content. And I think Penny's back now. You back? Yeah, I I was just uh, was just telling your uh, producer there. I thought maybe it was something I said. I don't know what happened. Something just the line just disconnected. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, no, I mean I agree with you, Judith. I mean there is no reason to panic if you have a long book. What I'm saying is, is I think that you're going to start to see a lot more of. Um, 
the, the, you know, the, the, the shorter ones. I think you're going to start, I think, as the year, you know, wears, wears on, we're going to start to see a lot more, you know, a lot more of, a, of that type of book. But we were talking about Amazon and the, 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 the change maker, the, the, the head of Amazon right now, at least their, their New York, uh, traditional publishing division is Larry Kirschbaum, mm-hmm. who came from, you know, Time Warner and who did amazing things at Time Warner, um, has a long, long, long publishing history. And if anybody is going to lead that particular publishing arm into success, it's going to be Larry because this guy, you know, he can, he can spot a trend and he can spot a fantastic book in a, in a, in a room of, you know, 5,000 titles. So I, Amazon is, you know, a lot of publishers are very, very nervous um, on well, what Amazon is going to do. Yeah, and what Larry does bring to the party with his pedigree, and he does have a very extensive pedigree in publishing, is that he does know how to spot a winner. And he has really shepherded a lot of of authors and found them and really grown them and created them around quality. So I think that's what we're seeing is that Amazon will spook the traditional publishers because of this changeover. And you're seeing more and more, you know, it's, it's what you and I have done where we were published, I mean, of my 28 books, 18 worth with traditional mm-hmm. publishers, that at one point the light bulb goes off and you say, there's got to be a better way. There, there's got to be a way that you can come in and um, maybe make a little bit more money or have a little bit more input or a little bit more control. So, see, I think that's one of my predictions for this coming year is that the author will have a far bigger say um, in the presentation of the book, whether they do it themselves, which, of course, they can, but with, if they do choose to work with a different publisher. Yeah. I agree with you. I think that, you know, and, and I do believe, Judith, I mean, to your point, um, I do believe that we're going to see a lot of publishers adopt the self-publishing model. I mean, several of them, Penguin and Simon and & Schuster included, have rolled out, quote-unquote, self-publishing arms, although they're trying to do it sort of, you know, um, under cloak and dagger. They're, they're trying to sort of do it under the cover of darkness right now because they're testing these models. But I think you're going to start to see a lot of that, and that's where the author takes control. They, they, they take responsibility for their their career, for that, for that book's future. Um, oh. Publishers, you know... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say that that for our author listeners, it is a, an author beware. There are predators in every which way. And one of the things that does alarm me with these the big publishers, I mean, I've, I've seen uh, Bal- uh, uh, Hay House do it. I have seen uh, Tom, uh, Thompson Nelson has got it out there. They're all going around, and what they're doing is they're stealthily partnering with vanity presses to create the product. And what these authors who get these publishing days in their eyes don't realize that they are not re- working with the, the a Hay House or a Thomas Nelson or fill in the blank. They're really dealing with somebody else. And there is a, a rude awakening that happens. The quality doesn't come together. It's, it's handed out piecemeal by piecemeal. So one of the questions all our authors need to ask if they are doing with the self-publishing imprint of a major type of house, they need to see, are we, am I really dealing with you or am I dealing with someone else? Because it's not being disclosed, Penny, and it's alarming to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. It, there are a lot of, you know, authors just have to be, I mean, I think it's in any industry, Judith. I mean, I think authors just have to be, they have to be aware. There is no such thing as instant success. There is no, nobody can guarantee you a bestseller and nobody can guarantee you book sales. You know, so you, you have to be very, and, and I, I think that, you know, kudos to you for starting the show. All right. Okay, so here we'll be right back with Penny. This is Judith Bryles. You're listening to Your Guide to Book Publishing. This is Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Is there a book in you or another? Author You will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join Author U today through its website at authoru.org. Follow Author U on Twitter at Author U and on Facebook at Author U, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. Author U, where the author goes to become seriously successful. Every picture tells a story. And it's a truism that people do judge a book by its cover. Nick Selinger and NZ Graphics have been in the business of producing superior graphic cover design and interior layout for self-published authors, independent and traditional publishers for years. He has developed a reputation for excellent work, fast turnarounds, and best of all, affordable pricing. NZ Graphics also produces ebooks and book marketing materials such as posters, sell sheets, postcards, bookmarks, business cards, logos, and more. Books designed for his clients have won multiple book awards, including Best Book Award by U.S. Book News, multiple Evie Awards from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, Indie Book Awards, the San Francisco Book Festival Award, and Freedom Medal Award from Valley Forge. Visit www.nzgraphics.com or call 303-985-4174 for more details about making your book the success it should be. Mention that you are an FOJ, friend of Judith's, and that you heard about NZ Graphics on your guide to book publishing. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. 
Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. We have with us Penny Sansevieri, who's the author of the just published Get Published Today, which is available at the getpublishedtoday.com website, or you can go to who we were just talking about, amazon.com, and order your copy. So, Penny, let's continue with um, a couple of other predictions before our time is up. And I also, we have Sid on the line who has a few questions, so we'll, we'll jump to him in just a minute. But what's another prediction? Well, I think another prediction, and I, and I want to talk about, I, I want to talk about the marketing aspect of it for just one second. Mm-hmm. Here's a prediction. I, I, I would recommend that all of your listeners watch Pinterest very, very closely because that site is going to be enormous in 2012. Why don't you spell um, it for them? It's P-I-N, um, E, Pinterest. Hold on one second. Let me spell it out for you. <laughs> P-I-N-T-E-R-E-S-T. It's like interest, but Pinterest. Pin, P-I-N-T-E-R-E-S-T. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's, it's interest with a P, so Pinterest. And it's phenomenal. Huh? Um, and right now it's by invitation only, but I think you're going to find in 2012 that's going to be huge. The other thing is video. Video, video, video. I, video is already big. It's going to get even bigger. But here's the thing. In 2012 and beyond, it's no longer about uh, being everywhere. You know, many of us, we have profiles on Facebook and LinkedIn and this and that, but it's being everywhere that matters. That's going to be the trick. And content. Content is more important now than I think it ever was. You have to put out quality high-quality, interesting, engaging, informative content because people are inundated. And we saw this with a great New York Times article um, on New Year's that was out on New Year's Day about the overload of content. People are on overload. We want quality. And the people, whoever is out there that's pushing quality, quality is what's going to win. And anybody who is out there marketing online should consider that, you know, um, as they're putting up a blog post or a Twitter post or anything along the lines. <laughs> so what you're saying, Penny, content. is what I'm hearing you say is that that even if you've got a lot of quantity out there, it could be filtered with a high level of garbage. So Absolutely. if you can trim it down, trim it down because of the overload factor, and then we get out the quality part. So I, I think that one of the things that has been helpful with the Twitter issues is that it's it, it has people thinking smaller, bite, 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 so that the blogs that used to be huge and long are actually much shorter and they are more quality and I think that that's that's just wise advice that you're throwing out here yeah yeah it is absolutely you, you've got to you've got to stay you've got to stay quality and again it remember this it's not about being everywhere it's about being everywhere that matters because we have you know authors I find and I coach authors all the time and, and Judith I know you talk to a ton of authors um, and give them guidance and they're overwhelmed you know we they're, they're not really sure where to start and and I think that in 2012 and, and beyond 
it's going to become really necessary for people to, to find where their communities are as opposed to, you know, the spray and pray theory where they spray a whole bunch of stuff up against the wall and hope that some of it sticks. Oh, no, um, it's, it's niching. That's why I wanted to have Brian Judd on and talk about niche marketing. You know, while you're, while you're talking about these authors and finding it, let's bring an author on who's been waiting on the line since we opened, we started 20 minutes ago. And Sid, are you there? Yes, can you hear me? I can hear you. You have a question for Penny? Yes, ma'am, I do. Uh, you know, I'm working with you, of course, on my paper book, but I'm huh? wondering, I plan also to have, with some guidance from you guys, uh, a workbook, kind of a more in-depth, people like to, where they can do exercises and so forth, uh, that kind of a thing. Also, maybe an e-book, a preloaded iPad, DVDs, you know, of course, it wouldn't be exactly the same. Well, it be the same content in a different format, CDs, et cetera. And my, I guess my question is, uh, am I thinking too big, or and how should I market these all at one time or introduce the paper book first, and then what you guys thinking on that? Okay, let me have let let me have Penny respond first, and then I'll tag on to what she says. Okay. Well, I mean, I think that you know a lot of authors right now are releasing their eBooks first. They're launching the eBooks first, even in advance of launching the print book. So I, I would come back to you, Sid, and say, you know, really, what is your goal? Because that, at the end of the day, for me anyway. That's what it comes down to is what is your goal as an author? What do you want to accomplish with this book? And no fair saying book sales. I, I want you to, you know, figure out what your other goal is because your release, how you release these books, how you introduce these books into the world will largely depend on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and then uh, the, my, my goal is to get a lot of people to come to where I live at beautiful, safe, and affordable Lake Chapala, Mexico, and perhaps if the area is right for them to use my services as a exclusive buyer's only realtor to buy their dream home here. So, and my market is probably forty to sixty-year-old baby boomer types, people that. Oh. Uh, would rather retire sooner rather than later, but they just don't see how they can do it in the USA. That's perfect. You know what? That's absolutely perfect. So, Sid, your book is your business card. And let yes. me tell you what. It's going to be less about how you release these books um, and more about where are you sending people to on your website and how are you capturing and capturing them and, and, and engaging them and keeping them coming back. The app, I think, for your market um, the ebook and the app is going to be probably bigger than, than, than print. I would probably say that you will outsell your print books with your, with your ebook, um, just because, just by nature of the age group that you're targeting. Mm-hmm. But I think you need to consider the bigger picture of, okay, so they've got the book, they're engaged, they're interested. When they land on your website, what are you, what are you getting them to do? Are they signing up for a newsletter? You know what I'm saying? So it's, it, what is the experience for this? For this buyer, sure. Right now, I have a I have a website, ChapalaClub.com, and I've got six hundred and some odd uh, subscribers. And the website's been around now about five years. So, and I uh, publish twice weekly some kind of an article or tip or something to keep my my brand, myself, and uh, my team in front of my clients. And and I have I don't know hundreds and hundreds of pages indexed on Google, and I have a lot of. YouTube videos as well, and then I, of course, mine YouTube for other videos from other uh, producers that will work for me. 
Okay, so let me hop in here. That I mean, Sid, what Sid's doing is building his platform, and I think Penny is absolutely right. Ebook will be huge on this, and what's what's critical for him to be working with is a a, a designer and an outlet that really does because there are going to be beautiful color pictures in here that that will really um, embrace those so that they are expressed visually right where you. It's not. It can't just be someone that just drops things in that, that just use word. This is going to be much more unique. And there are some ebook uh, creators out there who really do specialize in that color splashy. So that's one of the things he needs to do. But what, what Sid's talking about is he's, he's got a menu going, he's got options going, and he's starting to put the plan in what's really important because as Penny nailed it correctly, this is his business card, is that he's got to really go and, and expand and expand because 600 is just going to be a drop in the bucket. He's going to be looking at thousands and thousands within a short period of time. Um, and with that, we need to, to ring off here, Sid, but we'll talk more because we're almost at the bottom of the hour uh, with that. But thank you for calling. Thank you so much. Thank you, You're, Sid. Okay. Thanks. All right, Penny, in our last uh, last couple of minutes, anything else you want to add? Well, I think that, you know, to, it, just to, to Sid's point, for a lot of authors, their book is their business card. Mm-hmm. And as you are plotting through, as you're developing this book, and maybe it's your business card, maybe it's just your dream. Figure out what your goals are. You know, figure out where you want to go. The first thing you should ask yourself is, and I'm not to go all sort of all Tommy Robbins on you, but you know, where do you, where do you want to, where do you see yourself a year from now and five years from now? Because those goals will likely determine the trajectory of your marketing. And understanding where you want this book to land will help you answer questions like, you know, um, when are you going to release these books? How much money do you really want to spend on your website? You know, and on and on and on. So I think it's really important. And I will tell you that one of the biggest messages, because we know, Judith, how many books are released every single day in this country. Print yeah. books, something like 1,500 books a day, does not include ebook numbers. It is no longer about whether or not you can actually publish a product, whether it's an ebook, an app, or a print book, but it's about getting seen. So the distribution of that, of that, that product within whatever channels that you're trying to get to your audience, you've got to look at building your audience, building those, building those highways to your audience. And I'm not talking mm-hmm. about a bookstore. I'm not talking about traditional distribution. I'm talking about getting in front of people because we now more than ever are, are so, you know, overwhelmed with content that comes back to being where it matters and making sure that your content is, you know, valuable and interesting and engaging or whatever it is that you're serving this market. Those are some of the important things that I'd like to leave your listeners with. All right. And so as we go down to the publishing highway, it's literally, you've got to have the vision. You've got to have that passion. This is where the platform comes into play. You've got to figure out what your commitment of your time and your energy and yes, money to make this happen. And for those who are using business cards, their books as business cards, would you please, 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 please make sure your business card is a quality-looking business card and not something schlocky that's been thrown together. All right, Penny, thank you so much. Could you remind thank everyone you. where they can get your book one more time? Um, you can go to getpublishedtoday.com. Mm-hmm. Um, that's getpublishedtoday.com, and you can get a copy, uh, print, or ebook of it there. Judith, I've had such a great time. Thank you for inviting me to be on your show. 
Thank you for being here with us. And I remind everyone, Penny has a killer newsletter. So if you go to a marketingexpert.com, you can pick it up there. I'm Judith Bryles. We'll be right back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing with Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. Do you need postcards that make a statement? How about business cards, flyers, brochures, or NCR forms? TuVets is the solution for all your printing needs. Providing services specially designed for authors, we deliver exceptional quality colored printing. Most important of all, we specialize in reducing your printing costs. No more waiting. No more standing in lines at your local printer. Online proofing. With our pricing tools calculator, you can get instant quotes on all your printing products, as well as shipping rates all over the United States. Just a few clicks of the mouse and you're on the way to discovering how easy and convenient online color printing should be. Contact our friendly, human, account representatives. We recognize that you want answers, not voice prompts. Visit our website at www.tu-vets.com or call one 800 894-8977. Thompson Shore specializes in all books for big and small publishers. We're focused on pleasing our customers and creating beautiful, well-made books. When Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed the best employees would make up the best company. They hired people who were not just experts in bookmaking and printing, but who were obsessed with quality. We can help you create buzz for your title when it's just in its infancy with a marketing kit. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. We are books. We're flexible to meet your needs and expectations. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, you'll be in the very capable hands of our customer service team who are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. Contact Dave Raymond at Thompson Shore. With Thompson Shore standards of excellence, you can be sure that you have the help to put your best book forward. Call 734-426-3939. That's 734-426-3939. Or visit our website at thompsonshore.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. 
Hi, I have to tell you, I am getting so many emails from people saying they're listening in and loving the sound. So this is great. And you just came through hearing about three of our printing sponsors. And one of the things that's really fabulous is that the people who get to sponsor your guide to book publishing are companies and individuals who I personally have worked with, who I have referred just oodles of, of authors to for work. And every one of them just do stellar quality work just like what penny was talking about it is quality 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 from color house graphics uh, with phil knight who will be a guest at a later time and what are their shows to henry at two vets who just makes uh, amazing bookmarks and postcards and a variety of other colored printing to thompson shore and dave raymond um, who you just heard and we have dave on the line right now who is just going to give us a couple of minutes of what's hot at thompson shore and what's going on in printing before we jump over to brian judd hi dave Hi, Judith. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's great. So how did you think your little commercial sounded? Oh, I, I thought it was great. Thank you very much for putting that together. <laughs> yeah, we flipped it around in a few minutes there. So, Dave, what's what's kind of new in the world of printing right now? Well, first I want to say, Judith, congratulations on your uh, show. It's very exciting and informative, and I'm looking to uh, many, many more to be part of. Um and in the printing world, uh, there's a lot of changes going on. Uh, we at Thompson Shore uh, basically uh, are still doing soft and paper or soft bound and hard bound books, and uh, color printing. Uh, in the past has always been something that could be done more economical overseas, but domestically printers are realizing that they have to be more price competitive and with technology changes, it's allowing uh, all of domestic printers to be uh, that choose to go into that uh, field of printing full color books to be more competitive. So I'm excited about that. Uh, we have seen some growth in that as well. And uh, it's nice to be able to uh, keep some of that printing over here in the United States. Ah, so we're insourcing instead of outsourcing. Exactly. Very very good way to put it. <laughs> and, you know, I, I have to tell our listeners, one of the books that I referred to was a book by uh, Kathy Hawk and Gary Hawk called Get Clarity. And one of the reasons why we went to Thompson Shore is because we knew about their precision of some of the things they have to do. And as, as you told me, Dave, that you had a strong feeling that when it got to the end of the books that they were going to have to individually insert or tip in um, this this pull-out uh, uh, chart that we had, the map right. that we had. And you did such a fabulous job on it because as the reader now reads the, the Get Clarity book, they can just literally pull out this, uh, what's like 17 inches, this map from the very back and follow along what the hawks are guiding us through. Yes. Uh, one thing that uh, a lot of printers and book manufacturers can do is uh, they have what's called tip-on machines. Uh, you can either use a machine or, in some cases, if the, if the uh, item that needs to be tipped into the book as its own piece needs to be put in a place where there's not an even signature, uh, that can be done by hand. Uh, and for the, your listeners, uh, signature is normally a consecutive 32 pages within a book that constitute a signature. And uh, 
So a tipping machine will apply a small bead of glue at the base or the spine of that signature where it binds into the book, and then by hand, your uh, tip, in this case it was, a, like you say, a chart fold-out, mm-hmm. is tipped in onto the uh, full signature, and then that in turn will get bound into the book so it's very secure. It won't be pulling out. It is just as secure, possibly even slightly more, than the pages themselves that are in the book. Perfect. Well, Dave, thank you for our tips on tipping, and and we'll have you back again. Thank you very much, Judith, and uh, congratulations again. Thank you. Thank you for helping make it happen. All right. Next up, Brian Judd. And Brian is one of my favorite people on the planet. Brian uh, wrote a book uh, years ago, which I just gravitated to, called Beyond the Bookstore. Now he has a book out called How to Make Real Money Selling Books Without Worrying About Returns, which is always every author's uh, nightmare to have a bookstore or a group order books and a month later return them all. So with us is Brian. We're going to talk about uh, some marketing strategies for the new year. And for those of you who are in the uh, Colorado vicinity um, or would like to get on a plane, or a car, or a train, a boat won't do, and come in on January 21st, we're going to have a book camp all about uh, maverick book marketing techniques. But welcome, Brian. How are you? Great, Judith. How are you? I'm great. I'm great okay. today. So let's 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 get into some of the things. So sure. you you talk about special sales and you talk about sales marketing and you talk about just how big is this non book sale uh, market capability. So answer them. Let's hear that. <laughs> <laughs> All of the above, right? Sure. That's yeah. Fun. The the marketplace actually is larger than the the trade section. the The total market for books is a, a, a Estimated to be at about 40 billion in the U.S., and the bookstore business is about 16 billion. So the, that includes print and, and e-books and so forth. So the the special sales area would be the difference, or about 24 billion dollars. So it's larger than the uh, the trade segment. So you, a publisher can make more money by selling books into the the non-bookstore market with no returns. So it makes more sense, I think, to do that. So it's a, if you look at it. It's a larger market, has more opportunity, and it can be uh, sold in larger quantities, non-returnable. There's just a lot of benefits to making that happen. Well, then, then you have to ask this question as an author: Why would you want to sell to a bookstore? And I, and I think great that I, I mean, well, it's a great question. I'll answer part of it. I'm going to let you finish that up, but that it's a menu. And I think that as authors with our books, we need to think about that. Uh, the options, like Sid, who called in a little bit earlier, is that: Do you do CDs? Do you do DVDs? Do you do ebook? Do you do PBook? Do you do a VBook? Do you do what kind of book? And the answer is. Yeah, you do them all because right. it's like a menu in a restaurant. You get to cherry pick and choose what you want. Right. Yeah, that's that's why I would say that the form is irrelevant in the sense that people think they should sell books, but they should look a little bit further than that and say, here's the information that I have, 
And in, in what format should I produce that? And so it could be all those that you mentioned. It doesn't have to be a book. The idea is to find out the form in which your target market wants that material delivered and do it. So I, I sent uh, I, earlier in my career, I sold books, hardcover, softcover, but I did booklets, uh, videos, uh, three-ring binders, uh, just a, a variety of different formats. But the critical thing was that I was more in interested in getting the the content across in the in the format in which the the target market wanted it that's why i think that's one the two very early steps that you need to take is are to one define your target reader and then group those people in different segments different groups of, of buyers and then market to those as well differently because they all in many cases require different types of of, of selling but if you get back to the, the retail area that if Special sales, is I break it down into two sections. One is retail, one is non-retail. So if you have airport stores, supermarkets, discount stores, warehouse clubs, they won't buy the same way that bookstores do, in the sense that you have to have a distributor or a wholesaler, and then you sell, uh, sell off the shelf. And the books are returnable. So it's much like selling to a bookstore. So once you're in that that habit of selling to bookstores, it doesn't require a great leap to go to other non-bookstore retailers. And it's, so that might be a good place to start. But just knowing when you get in there that the books are sold returnable in the same way you sell the bookstores. You get, also getting paid 90 to 120 days. That's fairly uh, typical in the, the retail segment. If you do, Brian, that, that's a question if you do. I actually, in my experience, I have to tell our listeners that I've had a couple of publishers go belly up on me and um, owing a lot of money in royalties. No. So, um, And that, that was really my wake-up call saying, wait a minute, there's got to be a better way. I need to go back and, and readdress. And, and, of course, I knew nothing about self-publishing or independent publishing or uh, working maybe with a smaller operation versus a great big one that can manipulate you right. uh, if need be. But that, and, and then, of course, there's sometimes we have fabulous experiences with big publishers. So it can, it can go both ways. Yeah, right. I've heard both. Well, you talk about, and I think this is always important because we have we have the fiction side and we have the nonfiction side, and the people who write fiction always say, "Well, you nonfiction people, you you know, you can get better media coverage, you can do this and that." And one of my responses I say to the fiction people today is that never, never has it been a better time for you to be introducing a book because the internet is such an ally. Uh, you have to work your tush off, but the internet is here. In the ally, well, I think a lot of opportunities for for you know, special sales markets for fiction too, almost as much as nonfiction. In the sense that in most retail, the fiction outsells non uh, nonfiction. Okay, so, uh, uh, you know what? I want you to hold that thought because we're going to have to go to one more commercial break here, yeah, okay. and then we'll come back and then let's let's get into some really strategies because we'll have a long stretch to get into what can a fiction author do sure. to make their book rock and roll. I'm Judith Riles. You're listening to your guide to book publishing. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network.
book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd if you want to create a book with no regrets. Give her a call today, 303-885-2207. That's 303-885-2207 or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at My Book Shepherd and on Facebook at The Book Shepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Hard to believe that we are in our last segment. The time is flying by, and I can't think of anyone better to fly it by with than Brian Judd. Well, thank you. And, and, and I do want to tell our listeners that on the 11th of this month at 3.30 Mountain Time, so that's 5.30 East Coast Time, 2.30 Pacific, and 4.30 Central, did I cover them all? Uh, we're going to be doing, Brian and I are going to be doing a free webinar on uh, book marketing, some strategies. And, and actually, we'll do a little bit of webinar, and it's going to be a wild Q&A open mic. So if you want to participate on that, all you have to do is go to the authoru.org website, and on the right side, it says coming events. Just click on it, and then click sign me up. But it's A-U-T-H-O-R, the letter U, dot org, and you can participate there. All right, we were talking about fiction books, Brian, and right. what, what are some savvy techniques that the fiction author can do to get the buzz rolling? 
Like one technique is to not try to sell your book in the sense that people don't want to sell uh, fiction that's based on by unknown people. For what, an example of that, I had a client that wrote a, a murder mystery, and he was a, a retired physician, but he was unknown, so people didn't want to have him on the air as an example of sell a book because they never heard of him. But what we did was create a position for an image of him as uh, Dr. Murder, that he was an expert on America's fascination with murder. So he would go on the, 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 on the air and, and talk about the America's fascination with murder, and then obviously talk about his murder mysteries as part of that. So I think it's to, it's to one find that that hook that you have in which you can talk about that your your content, getting back to that content again. But then once you have a platform, once you have a, a well-known or a, a group of people who that, that uh, who can buy your book or your in your platform, go to these people and. Approach them with a marketing plan. Talk about the promotion that you'll bring to them. Talk about the ideas you have for perhaps cross-merchandising. And you could try try to approach them that way. But then I think the biggest thing is to, one, define your readers. Just as before the break, we talked about defining the reader and then organizing these into groups. So if you have a uh, fiction that's designed for for business travelers or or for they might go to airport stores if you, or if you have if your fiction is located in some air, airport destination or in some cruise ship destination well go to those cruise ships go to those airports and have them stock your book because they're looking for information that would be appropriate to their their buyers and again the thing is to think about who are the the buyers at airport stores where fiction outsells nonfiction, at supermarkets where fiction outsells nonfiction, and 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 then c- contact these people with your marketing plan. Let me and ask think- you this about that. I, I need to because on the airport because my understanding is that they are the, the Smiths and those are really represented by a very tight syndicate, and it's difficult to get in unless you pay your way in. Is that true, or is there a, a way to get in the door? Uh, both. That it is true that there's the, the pay-to-play concept, and I think that it, it can. There are two ways to get around that. One is to go locally. If you have some book that's about a destination in Boston or New York or in Denver or whatever, then you might be able to get locally in that store. But I think the other way to get around that is to go to the the non the airport, the non-bookstores in the airport. Go to the other stores. There is a, uh, the in Baltimore, in 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 Denver, uh, not Denver, uh, maybe in Denver, but in in um, Detroit and other, some other cities, that they have a wine store that sells wine by the glass. That's all they sell. But they have a lot of books there. They have books about. Uh, uh, well, wineries and Napa and Sonoma, but they also have some fiction there that are that are fi- uh, wine-based or stories about that. So, go to the, to the non. Airport bookstores, and go go to their website and list all the stores on the concourses, and find out those that uh, might be appropriate for your book. And have a a good, uh, a broad, creative mind. If you go to a chocolate store, maybe there's a a, a store that just sells chocolate. Well, go there on Valentine, or not go there on Valentine's Day, but set up a program as we're doing now with some fiction authors on for romance titles. That if they buy a if the customer buys a five-pound box of chocolate, they get a free romance novel with it. 
So it may be an airport store that just sells chocolate. So go to them with that idea. We're doing a similar program with Victoria, or setting up with Victoria's Secret that when you buy X dollars worth of lingerie, you get a free romance novel. The idea is to find out the information in your book and how you can work with other retailers in that that are associated with that content. And you can do that, and it doesn't matter where you sell it. It could be airport stores or supermarkets or Victoria's Secret or uh, Munson's Chocolates or uh, whatever it may, may be. But the idea is to is to sell to different places for, for different reasons. It could be catalogs and book clubs could buy fiction. Certainly libraries do. Uh, supermarkets have a lot of fiction. So think about who the, who is the target reader at a supermarket. Well, probably the family, uh, generally skewed towards women. And they, well, most of the books are face out. And they, they buy certainly the top ten fiction, but they also buy a lot from the local authors, too. So start out locally, demonstrate that you can sell in, a, in, in the local area, and then have a rollout, maybe regionally, then nationally, if it's a national chain. But I think that the idea is to, is to organize your markets in these segments and then find out why they would want to buy your fiction. It certainly applies to nonfiction, too, but we're talking fiction here particularly. And then uh, you might even think about uh, museums or parks or zoos, that if you have fiction that's particularly children's fiction that is appropriate to those the different types of maybe the aquarium or a zoo or national parks have bookstores in there because their people their clients are, would go there to camp and they want to have some, some fiction to read while they're camping so they sell a lot of fiction that way so the idea is to go to these places and find out how you can help them help their their customers, their clients have a better experience, particularly with the museums and parks and zoos, how their their clients can be better educated to have a better experience through using your book. So, so Brian, would there be someone or some ones, a category that that you would reach out to specifically? Let's go back to the grocery store and you're right. All those books are face out, especially yep. on the end aisles. So would you go to the general manager and say who who is the book buyer for your store? That well, simple? You, you could do that. You could go there. You could find out before you go there, or you could go to the general manager, or just go to their website, or go to their, their receptionist to find out who the book buyer is. But you'll also think about a, a different way, the concept of cross-merchandising. That you, If you have a, a book on barbecuing, and you may go to the, instead of going to the book buyer, you might go to the the buyer of bar, of gas grills because they make a lot more money off a grill than they would off a book. So if you can convince this book, this uh, barbecue grill department manager to give away a copy of your book every time they sell a grill, then they're buying your, their, your book from you. So you're getting a sale, but they're using your book as a premium, as a way to sell the more expensive or, or a gift for for purchasing the more expensive gas grill. So if you can go to a company, a, a, a retailer, with uh, some ideas for them to sell more of their product, for them to be more more profitable, well, what a retailer wants is, is increased store traffic, inventory turns, and profit per square foot. So you've got to demonstrate to the buyer, whether it's a book buyer or a department buyer, how your content, your book, your promotion will generate more store traffic and therefore more inventory or more profit per square foot for them. Mm. So they're looking more at that basis. They're not looking, it, it's a marketing decision to buy it, to take the book on, and not a uh, uh, literary decision. So you've well, got you to know, be able to look at it, it from a marketing perspective of how you can help them be better off for carrying your book than for not carrying it. 
One idea is, I'm going to hop on your barbecue idea, sure. that a lot of people think, say, so where do you sell barbecues? Heck, I would think about Lowell's or Home Depot. Exactly right. And I think I would probably do a pit. I would actually say, how about if I come in and do some tasty things or do some samples? If I had a cookbook, for example, it was barbecue-oriented or something to enhance the yard or fill in the blank, and you come in and you, you say, I'd like to do a, a signing. I'd like to, uh, I, I will let my crowd know that I'm here, if you'll let your crowd know that I'm here, and I'll give them some tips that will tie into whatever, it's a chainsaw or a barbecue, or (laughs) you know, know, one of our author you members has a wonderful book, you know, Don't Carve the Turkey with with the Chainsaw, which is on conflict, but heck, why not go to a Home Depot and and, and hook that in to see if you could bring it in with demonstrations. Yeah, I think your comment is really good about having a store event and giving out tips. Instead of just going there to hold a book signing, which won't turn these, these buyers on, but if you do an event where you go in there and you talk about giving tips for uh, using a chainsaw to cut down trees or on a barbecue grill and maybe doing a demonstration about how to do that, that's what they love. And mm-hmm. I think if you can be a little bit creative in your, in your thinking and expanding your thinking so you're not just thinking about selling books off the shelf, then... You can really increase your opportunities for fiction and for nonfiction. Okay, Brian, we have like one minute left. Okay. <laughs> what, what what tip? And of course, we want to let, remind everyone that Brian is going to be um, doing an author you book camp on January twenty first at the Mothership in Denver, and that if you'd like to get more information on that, you can go to the authoru.org website and sign up for it, as well as tap into the free webinar we're going to be doing on the eleventh. You need to sign up for it again at the authoru.org website. Okay, one more tip 30 one seconds more, okay. <laughs> one more tip yeah okay. um plan I, I, I say that it's uh, marketing is as simple as pie if you plan implement and evaluate just don't go out and start selling your books take some time to to plan what you're going to do it doesn't have to be a two-inch thick marketing plan but something that will help you organize your thinking and, and how and you can have a dual distribution strategy where you're selling through bookstores and retailer and also the non-retail but plan how you're going to do that take some time to think about how you can get your books into this how you can uh, utilize all these non uh, non-trade opportunities but i think okay for example, I hate to cut you off. We're at 10 seconds here. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening in. Tune back in where we can hear Brian on the webinar. And if you will text me at 69302, put in book pub, and you'll get something back from me. Thanks. I'm Judith Bryles. Until next week for your guide for book publishing. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryle.